0: Asher Shmois, we learn about the concept of goddess. We learn about the concept of exile. Mitzrayim, the enslavement in Egypt, was the first of the exiles that Clark Israel experienced. There were many more, whether it was Babylon, Persia, Greece, the present exile we call ourselves in today, Malchus Roimi. And if we look to Pastor Shmos as being the Torah's first example of an exile. So we want to understand why it is that Jewish people go into exile. And equally importantly, what it is that we need to do in order to bring about a redemption from the exile. Now if we look at the words that Parah uses, when he's trying to convince his nation to enslave and subjugate the Jewish people, it looks like something unnecessary in the Pasuk. And I'll read. It says, V'yomer <inaudible> Paral says to his people that we see the Jewish people are expanding, the size of the population is growing, and therefore hovo <inaudible> niskak let us come and outsmart them, be cleverer than them, in case they increase. And it will be that if there happens to be a war of some other nation against Egypt, then they will join the enemy. They will fight against us. is concern he didn't trust the loyalty of the Jewish people and they're becoming too powerful and therefore if Egypt would go to war against some unnamed third party maybe the Jewish people would join the enemy and the obvious question is if Pharaoh is concerned that the Jewish people are becoming too numerous too powerful for the Egyptians so why does he have to blame the insurrection on an anonymous third country, why doesn't he just say, "Maybe they'll instigate a civil war, Maybe they'll rebel against us. Why bring in some distant possibility of some other country fighting against Egypt? And the answer to this is that I understood much better how God works. Let's go back to the time when the scholars was foretold. Avram Avinu asks Hashem, How do I know that my descendants will deserve Eretz Israel? In the Bris of Israel, in the covenant he made with Hashem, Ivan wants to know what guarantee do I have for my children? And Hashem's answer to him, You should know that your children will be exiled in a foreign land. And they'll be impressed and they'll be enslaved. And obviously we need to understand what was Avraham Avinu asking and therefore how was this an answer? So Chazal explained like this. Avraham Avinu, when he established the Jewish people, but really he was establishing a new nation a nation which had broken ranks with all the 70 families the 70 peoples which already inhabited the world Abraham was an every he was on the other side to everybody else Klael Israel was a new invention but there is an inherent problem with that because Hashem sets up the world with 70 nations, Hashem set up 70 sarim, 70, so to speak, angelic forces, conduits of divine sustenance for each nation. So each nation which is created here has its spiritual counterpart which provides for the needs of that nation. So it has a place within the system. But when Avram Avinu is coming to create something new, something different, something which doesn't have, so to speak, a link in the angelic sphere, so then the obvious question is, where's the lifeline coming from? And that's what Avram says to Hashem. And Hashem's answer to him, it says, Hashem took him above the stars. Above the working of the world. mr said, Avinu, you're on the level that you deserve to be granted whatever you need directly from Hashem. You don't need to follow the pathways of heaven. You don't need to have an angelic force to ensure you get what you require. Hashem says, Hashem will take care of you directly. And Avram's question back was, Baruch If what the Jewish people need is a direct connection that Hashem provides for them on His own without the means, without the medium of any sire, of any angelic, so to speak, representative then Abraham have has understood it's only when the Jewish people are worthy are on the level to appreciate such a such a method of leadership. And when sure aren't worthy, they don't deserve to be looked after directly by Hashem, what then will happen to them? They don't have a fallback option, they don't have a Malach who's going to fill the place. And that was the Venus question. How do I know that my children will exist even when they're not the tzaddikim that they're meant to be? And Hashem's answer to him if Clay Israel don't deserve to get directly from Hashem, then the only other option is for Clay Israel to become enslaved to some other nation. The only other way for Clay Israel to exist, to receive that life, that sustenance, is through some other nation because if Klai are are avodim, then they are owned by their masters and therefore whatever the master gets he'll have to give to his slaves as well and therefore whenever Klai shall fall from the standard they are meant to be on and they are in a position where they don't deserve to get directly from Hashem then what's the other option? The only other option is Godless. The only other option is exile that we, so to speak, enslaved. We, so to speak, taken as slaves by some other nation and then we get through them. And then, and then there's no option of severing the bond with the the nation which is sustaining us. Because by doing so, we're cutting off the branch we're sitting on. We're detaching ourselves from that ability to get chiyos, get life, through the agency of the nation, which are our lords, which are ruling us. And what's the alternative? And that's what Pariah understood. And therefore Pariah says, there's no threat that the Jewish people are going to rebel. There's no possibility of the Jewish people trying to run away. Because if they detach themselves from the overlordship of Egypt then they're going to detach themselves from the life force which they're working on getting from the angel of Egypt. And then they'll they have no, no, no further ability to live. That wasn't what worried Parah. We see there were people who ran away from Egypt. Chazal tell us about the Bnei Ephraim 30,000 of them who left Egypt before the time but they all died not because the Egyptian police could stop them, but because as soon as they detached themselves, so to speak, from their connection to Egypt, then they had no alternative. There was no other life force available. And therefore, Pharaoh's concern only was that maybe if a different country attacks Egypt, the Jewish people will switch allegiance to them. And instead of being vassals of Egypt, they'll become vassals of that other country. But to become free on their own right, that paradigm is a possibility. And if that's the case, we need to understand if that's the principle of how Godus works, so now we need to think about what's the principle of how redemption of how God works as well. Let's look at a fascinating Chazal. Chazal, which appears in the end of Rabbi Beliazah, and it says like this. We know that in the Hebrew alphabet there are 22 letters. In the yellow you we have 22 Oseus. And as well as that, we have five letters which have a different appearance when they're at the end of the word. What we call the Oseus Kephalos, the letters which have two forms. They appear one way when they come in the middle of a word, and they are written differently when they come at the end of the word. The letters, half mem, and Sadi and Perikid says like this he says there were five ge'ulahs five redemptions in the world Avraham Avinu was one and that was the letter half Yitzchak Avinu was the second ge'ulah that was the letter Mem Yaakov Avinu was the third Ga'ulah, that was the letter Nun Yitzchak Avinu was the fourth ko'ulah, and that was the letter Pei. And Brazor Hashem and Mashiach comes, that will be the fifth ko'ulah, and that will be the letter Tzadi. Obviously, needs a lot of explanation. But what I would like to focus on now is the letter Pei. And why that was the letter involved in the redemption from Israel. We see an interesting thing. Moshe Rabbeinu is instructed by Hashem a number of times to speak to Parai and instruct him to free the Jewish people. And Moshe's response again and again is that it is a Kvad Peh and a Kvad Lashon. He has difficulty with his mouth and it's difficult with his tongue. Now, the story of Moshe's tongue we know. Chazal told us the Midrash that when he was a little child in Pari's palace, he was put to the test whether he would rather choose the golden crown or he would rather choose a burning coal. And Moshe took the coal, put it in his mouth, and as a result, his tongue got burnt. But why was there a second expression? Why did Moshe complain of being a fat pet? So this became having difficulty with his mouth, besides for his tongue. Also, we only see this complaint before the redemption. After that, Moshe speaks on Hashem's behalf to the Jewish people for 40 years in the desert. We never find Moshe again complaining about the difficulty of speech that he had. And Hashem's response to the complaint always is Hashem says, I will be with your mouth. Or oh, when iron was included, I'll be with your mouth or with iron's mouth. What's the discussion? So the essay is like this. In order to redeem the Jewish people from Mitzrayim, they have to be detached, so to speak, from the lifeline of Egypt. And if so, what do they have instead? They aren't being transferred to the overlordship of a different country. They aren't being attached to a different one of the heavenly serum. the angelic forces. And if that's the case, the only way to remove the Jewish people from Egypt is for them to deserve again the direct Hanhagah, the direct leadership from Hashem. But in order to deserve to be granted life directly from Hashem, Klai Yisrael have to be on the level to deserve that, like the others had been. And at the time of the redemption, Klai Yisrael were not on that level. That's why Parah felt confident that Hashem wouldn't be taking the Jewish people out of Egypt. What then was the way to prepare Klai Israel, to ready them for the stage that they would be able to be given their spiritual sustenance directly from Hashem? And this was the secret that Yaakov and Yosef told the Jewish people before they died. They said you should know that the person who comes to be the Redeemer will be the person who says pocket pakadati. And when Moshe Rabbeinu came and he spoke to the elders of the Jewish people he used that expression pakot pakadati. What's the significance of those words? What does the word pakad mean? It's often translated as being synonymous with the word remember, (zachar), But really it's very different. When the verse wants to say that Hashem remembers something, so it says the word zakharati, I remembered. Even here in the context of the Exodus from Egypt, Hashem tells Moshe a is priestly Abraham, it's like with Yaakov. I remembered my covenant with the others. Memory, as in remembering the past, is called Zakhirah. What is the word Pakidah? What does the word Pakidah mean? So we find through that a Pakid is someone who is appointed. For example, in Megidah Sesta, it says, V'yafkid The king should appoint appointees, people given the job to do. There was a new job to find a new wife for Achashverosh. And the king should appoint people to be the ones to look for the wife. Pokhad is to appoint. And therefore, when we say Hashem Pokhad, it means Hashem appointed somebody to a job. And therefore, the redemption from Egypt would come about when Klai Yisrael deserved to be directly under, so to speak, the life information. They would no longer need to work through Egypt. How was that going to happen? That was going to happen when Hashem appointed Klai Yisrael for a job. He gave them a new task to do. And that's what Moshe said. Not just the words, Not just the language. The Redeemer will be the one who comes to explain to you what your new task is. The Redeemer will be the one who comes to explain to you in what way you can now fulfill Hashem once, and in that way deserve to be given your chiyos directly from Hashem. You will no longer be beholden, you will no longer be trapped by Egypt. And what was the Pakeda? What was the appointment of Klai Yisrael? That they're going to receive the Torah. Which is the first thing Hashem told Moshe when he meets him at the burning bush. But receiving the Torah needs to bring with it a new Koyach into the world. For Hashem to give the Torah to people was something which hadn't happened before. The other great people who had learned Torah had come to from their own understanding. Their own understanding of spirituality, their own understanding of how the world works. Here was something different. That Hashem would instruct people in the Torah. And to prepare for that to happen, there had to be, so to speak, A new principle of Nebuah. Prophecy. Now Hashem could instruct the Jewish people what He wanted them to do. There had been prophets before. Hashem had revealed Himself to the Abbas And given them instruction. But the kind of prophecy which was needed for the giving of the Torah. If you're going to call it the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. That has been unprecedented. Shmi Hashem lo'nadat Elohim. That hadn't yet been revealed. And therefore, what was needed in order to prepare for the giving of the Torah was a new, a new level of prophecy to come down to the world. And like the Zahra says, when Klaishal were in Egypt, the, the Dibur was in goddess. The Dvar Hashem was in exile, so to speak. And that's why Moshe keeps saying to Hashem, I'm a Kfad Peh. I have difficulty being able to say over the word of Hashem. And Hashem's answer to me every time, this is exactly the point of the redemption. I'm going to be with your mouth. I'm going to give you this added level Of ability to speak the words of Asher. If you look a little bit deeper, the name Paroi is really a rearrangement of the letters Pehra, the mouth of Bad. The spiritual kayak Egypt had was the opposite of Nabu. the mouth which could be used for Bad. And the redemption from Mitzrayim came with the Peh. It came with the ability, was given to Moshe, to speak Hashem's word. That's why it was so important, not just that Hashem would take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim, but that everything was foretold, everything was warned, everything was said to power in advance. It was there to showcase the Koenig of Nevoah. That Moshe is going to say what happens, Moshe is going to warn Pharaoh, and then it comes about. And that's building the concept of the path. And then, when the Jewish people have learned to accept Moshe's nevur, then they're ready for the pocket pokadati. You've been appointed for a job. The job is to accept nevur. The job is to hear the words of Hashem, and that's what you're going to do when you get to Torah. And then the kvad pair, which Moshe had before the redemption disappears. Then the gates are open, so to speak. As Hashem says at Moshe, pearl boy. We have the clarity of the speech that neither Novi had. Hashem speaks through Moshe's mouth. And that's the Salam Qa'la. When Klai Yisrael are not on the level to deserve to be redeemed then the way to redeem them is a new pakidah, A new instruction. A new appointment. A new Tafuk that they didn't have before. And in order for them to live up to this new expectation to the new role Hashem has defined for them to play so Hashem is going to recreate so to speak that unique hogger that clients Yisrael have. But he takes care of them directly. And that's happened by Mitzrayim also. The ge'ulah of Mitzrayim was the ge'ulah of the letter pay. The ge'ulah of the mouth. And when Moshe Rabbeinu came to explain it to Klai then they saw a way to come out of Mitzrayim. Before that, they felt that they were there forever. They didn't feel they deserved, so to speak, to return to the direct Anhogah of Hashem. And if that's the case, we trapped in Egypt. But Moshe came to tell him "No, Hashem has in mind a new role for you to play. And in order for you to be able to do this new role, this new pakiddah, this new appointment, so Hashem is going to take you out of Mitzrayim and bring you back to that hal we where He leads you directly. As we saw in the Midbar. And the example of that is the peh. It's through the mouth of Moshe. The ability to share navur, the ability to speak the word of Hashem. That was Clan Yisrael's goal, and that was the way they came out of Mitzrayim. <inaudible> <inaudible> Parah never understood this, which is why he, held, he felt he could keep them in Mitzrayim. But the message to Clan Yisrael is even if you're not deserving, and the merits you have so far, to ret- return to that level of closeness. But because of the level which you've been appointed to fulfill in the future, that's also a level to, de- a level to deserve reward. And that's how we were it, yes, Mitzrayim.